Welcome to HII Talking Points, a Huntington Ingalls Industries podcast. Twice a quarter, we'll sit down with HII leaders to discuss topics of interest in our company and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of HII Talking Points. I'm Phoebe Richards, and with me today is HII President and CEO Mike Petters. Mr. Petters, as always, thanks for joining me. Phoebe, thanks for doing this again. Of course. So, HII is built on a legacy that goes back more than 130 years. But as we move into the future, we're looking to transform the business. And this transformation isn't just about processes and technology. It's cultural transformation as well. So today I'd like to talk about how important this cultural change is and how it will shape the business in the future. So to start, can you first tell us about how the demographics at HII are changing? Well, it's, I think they're not, it's not just at HII that it's changing. I think it's changing for every business and for everybody in the country. Um, we're moving to a much more diverse workforce uh, in terms of whether it's uh, gender diversity or ethnic diversity, um, you know, there, there are just going to be more people with different kinds of backgrounds available to be in the workforce. And companies that are able to um, manage that uh, are going to be uh, very successful. So you talked a little bit about this, but what challenges and opportunities do these changing demographics represent? Yeah, so I think that, um, uh, you know, for leaders, the, the change in demographics is uh, the recognition that not everybody has the same background. You know, we're not all apprentice school graduates or uh, products of the waterfront or grew up in accounting or something like that. Um, we, we will all come from very different places, and, and the successful leaders will be the ones who uh, find ways to empower folks who may not be, you know, they may not have the same background as uh, other folks in the room. I can recall, um, uh, gosh, almost 40 years ago when I first came out of, the, came out of college and was in, the, was in the, a nuclear power school, a friend of mine from high school had taken a job in Orlando at a real estate company. He was an Auburn graduate. And what was unique about that company was they only hired Auburn graduates. So I want you to think, you know, Auburn's a great school, by the way, and I have a couple of brothers that graduated from there. Uh, but imagine you were in that company, a uh, room full of Auburn graduates, and you had not gone to Auburn. How, how empowered would you feel uh, in trying to contribute your ideas into that environment. You, you wouldn't be able to have just a casual conversation about things that everybody else took for granted. I mean, everybody that went to Auburn knows what the campus is like, you know, what it's like. Right. Uh, if you didn't go, you don't have that. So that's a whole lot of conversation um, in team building and, and interaction that you wouldn't be part of. And if you, um, and I think, you know, the maybe, 50 years ago, there was a lot of that in American business. I think uh, going forward, companies that try to do that are going to fail uh, because you're going to end up with uh, a whole a room full of people who have the same experiences is going to lead them to the same ideas. 
and there's not going to be a lot of creativity or innovation in that. And there's going to be a whole lot of ideas that will not be considered by those companies. So for, for my way of thinking, it's going to be recognizing that the different background, the different set of experiences is going to actually be strength, not weakness, is going to be what sets us apart from everybody else. So you mentioned empowering this more diverse workforce from a leadership standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, what kinds of skills do leaders need to be able to do that, and how do we cultivate those kinds of skills? Well, the first, I think, the first one is the the just the 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 ability to understand um, how the different experience or background uh, can actually contribute. Um, you know, recognizing that, uh, and you know, there's a great story in um, uh, in the book Black Box Thinking about um, uh, some uh, a company that was trying to design a a, um, a, fi- uh, a nozzle for creating soap. And you know, there's a lot of things you can take out of that story, but the gist of the story is they went out and hired the top engineers to, and hydrodynamic folks to kind of figure this out. Um, and in the end, uh, they, they worked on it for a year and they couldn't figure it out. So then they turned it over to biologists. And you, and you would step back and say, why would you turn it over to the biologists? What do, what do they know about hydrodynamics or, or nozzle design or, or hydrodynamic flow or any of those kinds right, of engineering right. things? Nothing. But what biologists understand is they understand evolution. And so what the biologists did was they took uh, the design, the basic design, they iterated the design 10 times, very near, you know, um, and they tested it. And they found the one that worked the best, and they took that one, they iterated that 10 times, mm-hmm. and they tested that. And they, and they did this for like 50 generations, and they had a nozzle that worked. And, and to me, there's so, that's such a powerful story in a lot of ways. But to me, first and foremost, it was a, it's a, the, the empowerment, the, the value of empowering diversity. Uh, when they saw that problem, they didn't start out by thinking that, uh, you know, oh, quick, go get, the, go, get the, go get the evolution people in here. They started out the way we would start out. Okay, let's go get our engineers and let's go figure out the right mathematical engineering solution. Right. And it wasn't until that had failed miserably that they then stepped back and said, we need a different approach. And, uh, and they settled in on this. So I think you can learn from that a lot of things, but to me it was the leaders had to recognize that uh, those folks over there actually bring something to this game that uh, maybe we've never taken advantage of before. Mm-hmm. So would you say some of that is soft skills on the leadership standpoint? Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's um, there's got to be a lot of... Uh, um, I think there's got to be a lot of motivation to go go figure out. It's it's an active process. You you got to figure out. Okay, what does this person bring to the team that's that we've never taken advantage of before, and now how can I take advantage of what this person brings? And so it's a very it's a it's a high contact um, sport when you're trying to figure out uh, where people's strengths are. And in terms of like helping our leadership now to cultivate those kinds of skills, what kinds, you know, what help do we have in place for them? Well, you know, we've been going through um, uh, our EPL programs. We're doing several different uh, case studies and discussions. We bring in leaders from other industries and walks of life to engage. Uh, our speakers have come and talked with us. 
we've put uh, literature out there for folks to to you know like that that particular book was a recommendation to us from uh, from one of our employees. He recommended that to us, and and then we took off with it and and uh, went with it. Um, I think that if you're going to be an executive in a public company over you know in the 21st century. Uh, you've got to try to. You've got to actively open your aperture. You've got. You've got to actively be seeking uh, knowledge and trying to learn uh, what you can learn, um, and then try to take advantage of what you know. So shifting gears a little bit, you and others often refer to HI as a leadership factory. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and why leadership factory is important to us as a business? Well, I think first of all, I, 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 leadership factory was a phrase that uh, that we coined to um, kind of capture that sense that uh, when folks are from the outside the business uh, meet one of us, and you and you're able to say, "I'm a leader at Huntington Ingalls," there should be an, a, a there should be a recognition that that's pretty cool. You know, that, that there's something really special about the craft of leadership at Huntington Ingalls, and for you to be part of that is a, um, you know, that's a, uh, a recognition that you have a set of skills, you have a skill set that's, uh, that's above most in mm-hmm. terms of leadership. And so what that means is you better, you better have high standards for leaders in your company. You better be actively trying to develop new leaders. You need to be looking at new techniques. You need to be looking at um, how do I get information to the different uh, uh, leaders in the organization? How do they open their aperture up to understand uh, the, the, the power of empowerment? And, um, and so if you do that inside the company, then people outside the company will recognize it. And so it's sort of a, a phrase that says, uh, let's start with the end point. The end point is you run into somebody and they say, well, what do you do? And you say, I'm a, I'm a leader at Huntington Ingalls. And they say, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, you can't get there unless you actually are working hard inside the business to make that something really special. Uh, and I'm really proud of the work that we're doing today to do that. I think we've got a ways to go on that yet, but I think today, across our business, if you talk to our customers, uh, they they appreciate the fact that um, Huntington Ingalls is involved in partnering with them to solve their problems. Uh, they recognize the the standards that we have in our business, and they value the 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 leaders that we put in place. So I think we're on a, we're on a good path and, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's going to pay off for us in the long run. That's great. Well, thank you, Mr. Petters, for sharing your thoughts with us. You bet. Thanks again. Thanks. Thanks for listening to HII Talking Points. This podcast was produced by Huntington Ingalls Industries Corporate Communications Team. We welcome your feedback and ideas for future podcasts at www.huntingtoningles.com slash podcast.